3, verse 14. But first, let me open in prayer. God, thank you for this time. Thank you this time to just dedicate to you, to learn from your word, but to also bring our prayers, to bring our needs, to bring those things to you, God. We know that you are a God who provides. So I ask that you would move powerfully this morning. May there be an anointing on the teaching of your word, but may there be just a powerful movement here as we hear from you and as we raise our petitions to you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt Reba. Uh, I serve in the men's ministry here. Um, many of you probably know my wife, Abby. Our three boys you've probably seen running around this building on a Sunday morning at some point in time. It's usually like somebody let the elephants in. Um, but that said, let's get into God's word. So if you'll turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, and picking up where Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, he's describing his calling to preach the gospel to the Gentiles, right? to make the gospel plain to everyone and the confidence and freedom we have as believers to approach God. So that's where we're picking up. And as we get there, in verse 14, Paul's going to pray. And there's some things that we can learn from that prayer this morning that I think are very applicable to our lives. So looking at verse 14, Paul writes this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And this is just a very simple reminder that our prayers are to God the Father and that our position in those prayers is a position of humility. Right? Paul shows us that he's kneeling before the Father. He highlights that. And after all, a God who sacrificed everything and poured out all of his grace, sacrificing his son in order to make a way for us to even approach his throne, I think a little humility and reverence that Paul's demonstrating there uh, it should be a natural response for us when we come to him in prayer. So as we're praying this morning, let's remember that. In verse 16, Paul gets into it. He starts to say this. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And so Paul gives us the first point here. We should be praying for spiritual strength. That inner being that Paul mentions has nothing to do with our physical selves. It's our spiritual selves. It's not a physical strength. It's that spiritual strength. Acts 1.8 tells us that Jesus shared with the disciples that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And that power is to carry out God's will and plans for our lives. So when we receive that Holy Spirit, when we receive that spiritual strength, it's that power to be able to walk by faith in a world that's far from God. It's that power to be able to follow God's will and plan for our lives. Or as Paul says, it's that power that allows Christ to dwell in our hearts. So as we desire God's will in our lives, it only makes sense that we're asking for that spiritual strength that's required to carry out God's will. We can't carry out God's will apart from the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Paul goes on to say, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all saints to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ. So I love how Paul puts this next part, that we're rooted and established in love. And church, I think that's a great reminder this morning. Let's be a church body that's rooted in love. 
It can be so easy to get distracted by any number of divisive topics at home, at work, on the internet, wherever it might be. But let's remember that we should be rooted in love and to treat each other and to treat people that God puts in our path with love. But as we're rooted in love, it's Paul's desire for us here for the spiritual understanding, that we should be praying for that spiritual understanding of Christ's love for us. Because it's only when we begin to grasp that love that Christ has for us that we can really be rooted in love to begin with. When we understand the love that God has for us, it's a natural outpouring then to love others in that way. Just as that tree, you know, its roots wrap into the soil and it wraps around the soil and draws out nutrients, we can only really be rooted in love when we're wrapping our minds around Christ's love through prayer, through study of his word. How can we not love others as we begin to understand that when we see his love for us versus like Romans 5.8? God says that he demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And it's okay to not always feel love or to always feel love, but we should know that those feelings don't change Christ's love for us. Those are facts. Those are God's unchanging character. In verse 19, Paul continues, he says, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And this might sound a lot like what we just talked about, right? Knowing God's love. But this isn't that intellectual knowledge. This is knowing by experience. I mean, Paul clearly states that knowing God's love intellectually, it's beyond all knowledge. We can only hope to just begin to grasp it. But what Paul's talking about here is that personal experience. The Greek word is genosko, and that's experienced by familiarity. And that's the final point for this morning, that we should pray to personally experience God's love for us. After all, the better way to in, what better way to intellectually begin to grasp God's love than by personally experiencing it? As we experience it and we become more firmly rooted in it, I think we'll find that God uses us to show Christ's love to others. And so Paul says that the result of all of this is that we may be filled to the measure, may fill up to the measure of all the fullness of God. And so as Paul's been praying here, we're reminded that we should seek strength from the Holy Spirit. And as we're filled and empowered by the Spirit, we can begin to wrap our heads intellectually, maybe around the magnitude of Christ's love for us, but beyond that, actually experience that love for us. I think that's all something that's worth praying for. And I feel like kind of at this point in time, Paul could have stopped right there, but it's almost like one of those late night infomercials. It's like, but wait, there's more. And in verse 20, he says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And so we have a reminder here from Paul that we serve a God who not only loves us, who wants us to know his love, to experience his love, but he's able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. We serve a God for whom there's no problem that is too big, and he desires for us to come to him so that he can supply our needs. 
Hebrews verse four, or chapter four, verse 16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. God's able to do so much more than we could ever imagine. So as we pray this morning, let's approach him with that confidence and that expectation that he's gonna meet our needs, that he's here, he wants to hear from us this morning. And he's made a way for us to bring our needs to him. And you know, it's hard as we're going through those prayer requests not to feel the weight of some of those requests on our hearts. So just encourage you guys to continue to pray as God brings those names and brings those people back into your mind this week that you know, this hour or this week is not the only week to be praying. So just continue to lift each other up in prayer. As we close out, in Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, he writes, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. It's God's desire to supply our needs, to equip us for the good work he has set before us. He promises that we can come to him with confidence. So let's not just pray, but let's pray big prayers. Those prayers for divine intervention, for those miracles in the lives of those that we love, and those that we know, those that we care for because we know that God is capable of more than we could ever imagine. So as we close in prayer, let's just open our hearts to the possibilities of what God can do. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being a God that loves us so much that you made a way for us to approach you through your son Jesus. Father, please bless us with spiritual strength, that we may walk in your will, that we may glorify you, that we may experience your love today and throughout this coming year. Help us to have a boldness when we pray, God, to know that no situation is beyond your power or beyond your understanding. God, I ask for your favor. I ask for your blessing on those here in person and those online this morning. God, help us to just approach you with that confidence. It's in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. And we know that when God's people gather together to pray, we are going to see answers to those prayers. We are going to see breakthroughs. We are going to see victories. And here's what I want to encourage us to do as we are gathering to pray. And for you guys watching online, this includes you as well. We would like to hear those answers to prayer. We know God is already answering prayers. And I would encourage you, if you're here on the campus during any of our times of prayer, please stop one of the pastors and let us know how God is answering those prayers. We want to celebrate with you. And, and, our, and all of our faith gets encouraged when we hear about those answers to prayer. For those of you who are watching online, please call the church office and let us know how God is answering those specific prayers. Now, this time doesn't have to end here right now. As you leave here today and go about your day, on our website, we have a digital prayer wall 
where you can post prayer requests, where you can pray for requests, where you can just really be involved in the lives of the people of our church as we pray and as we seek the Lord together. So I encourage you to make use of that amazing tool. And just, I like to keep it up sometimes throughout the day and just as I have a moment to pull up a need and to pray. But please share those answers to prayer with us. Father God, we just thank you so much for what you are already doing during this time. Lord, we know that right now there are people who are in bondage that are being set free. Father God, we know that right now there are people who are sick and in need of healing, and you are answering those prayers. We know, Lord, that there are those who are in financial need, and you are providing answers to those prayers as well. Lord, we know there's relationships that are being healed. We know, Lord, that there are loved ones who have drifted far from you who are even now beginning to come back to Christ. God, we know that you are a God who loves to answer prayer. And Father, especially when we pray for those who are lost and for those who don't know you, we know that your word says so clearly that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Lord, we know we are praying in accordance with your will. And God, we just thank you for the amazing privilege that we have to be able to pray. Lord, sometimes we take it for granted, but remind us that we get to come before the Creator of all things. We come before the God of the universe. We come before the one who said, let there be. And there was. And we can spend time with you knowing that you listen, knowing that you care, knowing that you delight to hear our prayers. And Father, as we have spent this time here in your presence today, fill us freshly with your spirit as we go out to our workplaces, as we go out to our homes and our activities and the errands that we need to run today. Father, we pray that we would go filled with your spirit. We pray, Lord, that today that you would go before us and open doors of opportunity to make you known to the world around us. And we pray, Lord, that this area here in Brevard County, here in Vieira, would be changed for all eternity because of what you are doing in the lives of your people here today. God, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. And we delight to spend this time with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 